Hour number two of the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Jake Miller, Brett Hollander, intern Jack. One more hour on many of these fine Fan Run affiliates. You guys excited about this golf tournament that we have coming up? I'm very excited. Get out there, swing the club around. Some of my best friends, some of our best sponsors. You've been talking a big game. What's that? You've been talking a big game. Buddy. To Sam. Well, Sam can think all he wants. He can whine and yell and tell me he's going to win all he wants. Bottom line is G.I. Jake's rolling into the golf course, and G.I. Jake is going to walk out mm. uh, with, a, with a drink. Okay. <laughs> What's your average looking like? What's that? What's your average looking like? Well, it's just a par three, so, I mean, okay. I'm usually par, maybe bogey okay. on those. Right on. But the key to something like that is get you a guy who's great off the tee and then get you a guy that's great at putting. And then you get two average golfers in there. You got yourself a shot. Sounds good, man. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's time for the sit rep presented by Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Up first, Tennessee gets the win. 92-63. Last night at Arkansas. Goodness. What a dominating performance by the Vols. Jonas Adu having himself a night. Dalton Connect, another 20-plus point game. Up next, uh, one person is dead and 21 are wounded at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl Parade. One person's dead, 21 wounded. I did see something. I don't correct me if I'm wrong. Did I see where a bunch of children? Yeah, were involved in this as well. More about half of half them. Half of yeah. them, yeah, ten to eleven of them. It's terrible. Uh, yeah. So there's actually a Kansas City radio station DJ. That died in that. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, it's sad, man. We don't even really need to talk about. It, to be honest, <laughs> just mm. pisses people off, and it's just a sad situation that people do this stuff. I mean, it's just that's just senseless. I mean, you can put whatever laws you want out there. Bottom line is, they're still around. There's laws against drugs. They're still around. Well, and it was just a beef between like two guys. Yeah, and then they then everybody just all of a sudden becomes people, a victim. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, there's please. Yeah. Just stupidity. Yeah. Has anything like that happened, like at a parade for a championship-winning team before? There was uh, shots fired out in Denver last year after the Nuggets won. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't even remember that. I don't know if anybody got injured. I didn't see where anybody got injured. I know there were shots fired. But Aaron Gordon was actually out in the middle of the crowd, like celebrating with the city. Wow. When all that went down. Mm. So that happened. Scary. Thoughts and prayers are with the city of Kansas City this morning. In other news, uh, we had an NBA player get arrested last night, guys, as we talked about earlier in the show. The Detroit Pistons-Phoenix Suns were set to do battle last night. Isaiah Stewart from the Detroit Pistons got arrested because he decided he was going to punch Drew Eubanks, of all people. Why he decided to do that, I don't know. I have no idea. Y'all know his nickname? No. Shut up, Siri. Someone teach me how to turn the sound off on this thing. Is there a sound button? I, no, I don't know. It's a, it was a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. I'll say that. It's wonderful. I love it. I just wish that Siri wouldn't wouldn't just pop up out of nowhere. His nickname's Beef Stew. His nickname is Beef Stew. Why is his nickname Beef Stew? Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. Goodness. Clearly, he beefs with people. So. No, I don't want that to update. I'm not going to say its name again because it's going to do something else. Golly. That is the sit rep presented by Sun Upholstery and Fabric. Go check them out on Oak Ridge Highway. Let Stan know you heard about him right here 
on Fan Run Radio. Jumping back into this video game, we had to get into it before we talk to Joshy Boy. We've already talked to him. We, we talked, but we, we talked about the subject before we talked. Oh, I thought you meant well, before we like we oh, no, we've, bring, we've, but, yeah. We've already talked to Joshy Boy. Yeah, Joshy yeah. Boy is going on about his day. Probably going to eat a sack full of crystals <laughs> in honor of what we do here on the GIJ show. But with this game, obviously you have the football aspect of it coming back. And as you all remember, Jack, you probably weren't even old enough for this, but there used to be a basketball version of it as well. Yeah, I never played that one, but I'd, I've definitely heard of it. So EA made one up until about 2009. March Madness or NCAA Basketball 10 was the last one they came out with. 2K, their last one was made in 2007, 2K8. That was actually the better game. Interesting. Okay. Kind of like, you know, at one point NBA Live was like the best NBA yeah. game that you could get. Yeah. However, at some point, 2K came along. It was actually around the uh, 2004 mark. It was the last because ESPN had a collaboration with Sega and mm. 2K. So it was ESPN NFL 2K5, which is still the best NFL game ever if you ever play it on the PS2, if you still have one. And then they also had college football at one point. That died down because EA did such a good job with it. Mm. But their basketball games at one point just far succeeded anything that EA could do, which is why you don't see NBA Live anymore. Wow. Right? Yeah. So, now, what I would love. Bring it back. I'd love for 2K to get a hold of it. Yeah. Because 2K makes the better basketball game. You might get better graphics on EA from time to time, but 2K is where it's at. I mean, a, a dynasty type thing in college basketball, play out on March Madness, I can't. That that sounds like the most fun thing ever. It was, uh, Brett, I'm sure you played the basketball games as well, didn't you? Uh, not as much. Not as much. I was more in like the FIFA and things like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's. Uh, I mean, I was soccer. I'm still soccer. You know, to this day. You know, so soccer is my big sport. My, my, but I mean, I definitely played them. Don't get me wrong. I mean, me and my brothers. I mean, I had two brothers that loved it. So the battles on evenings were wild and oh, physical. Sure. <laughs> was Lofton in those games? I'm Lofton guessing? was in the games, yeah. and this is back when they had the baggy shorts, so Chris yeah. Lofton was basically wearing capris. Yeah. yeah, I still don't know how guys dribble between their legs. I mean, when, when I had Chris Lofton on the show, he, I was like, man, did you get on there and play as Tennessee? Like, you get to play the game? He's like, yeah, I'd love to get on there and, and play as myself. It's like, nice. Yeah. He used different words, and I had to hit him with a pause after yeah. he said it, but it is what it is. But, you know, that's something that we want to see going forward. Is I want to yeah. see a basketball game get produced out of this. What was your well, favorite? Let's let them finish the football first. Yeah, true. <laughs> you get know, that right. They first. keep pushing it yeah. back, and let's see how the football. I comes really out. wish two K would take over the NFL, but what's your uh, favorite game mode in that in that football game? Oh, Dynasty. Yeah, yeah. Was it Road to Glory? Road to Glory is pretty good too. It's, it's all right. Yeah, you get to play as a high school. The thing is, it's like what they didn't take into account was like a lot of you know counties have. Their main high school named after their county, right? Yeah. So instead of playing as Campbell County High School, I had to play as La Follette High School. I just wonder if they're no going to make exists. you have like a money budget when you try and pay for these, like on recruiting. You know, like you'd always recruit people and you just get them to come visit. But now you probably just, hey, hundred k, or they give you the option to give them a car. You know, like here's a private jet. Like you're trying to get a five star quarterback to your team. You know, to a small school. But the money's not the same, you know that sort of thing. If they would, I, that's probably going into much detail. But like, you know, something I'll tell you like what that. else I would love, like 
if you could, because like you know, you used to be able to take your NCAA roster and then transfer it over to Madden. Mm-hmm. Like after they graduate, you get them ready for the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> if you could transfer data from a football to a basketball game, and almost have like an athletic director mode. Ooh, wow, that'd, that'd be, be pretty sweet. It'd be complicated, but it'd be pretty sweet. There also used to be a college baseball game too. Oh wow, I don't even, I've never heard of that. Oh, no, dude, it's like oh, oh, 06 was like the last one they ever did. Man. Bring them back, please. Bring it all back. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, speaking of football, we, we're on the search for a new linebackers coach now. Yes, we are. We just had that news come across about 15 minutes ago. Ryan G. Mary is going to Michigan. Back to Michigan. I guess he came from Michigan originally. Yeah. I mean, that stings because, I mean, one of the things that we did take pride in, you know, obviously our front seven was a pivotal part of our defense yes. last year. Because yeah. we all know it wasn't the secondary. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Rodney Garner, we were lucky to keep him, keep him from going back home to Auburn. Yeah, that was a big one. And now you got to replace everything that's backing up your defensive line. You got to replace your linebackers coach. And that, I mean, I don't think we had any qualms with our linebackers at all last year. Like our linebackers were pretty stellar, might I add. Yeah, Herring had his struggles, but he's also a young guy. You know, when he came in to replace Peely, yeah. he lost. But Beasley, when Beasley came on scene, and he took a line, he took a former running back in Banks, you know, and. He turned out to be a tackling machine. He was everywhere. I know he had that incident right before South Carolina, mm-hmm. but that's not on him, I wouldn't say. But, like, he turned into him into a pretty good linebacker. Now, what Things happened, like that. Now, what happened with the whole South Carolina, that, that was all on Jeremy Banks. Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people still have a bad taste in their mouth towards him is because of that. Yeah. Because he did that, but then wanted to play against Vanderbilt and did. Yeah. And then sat out the bowl game, like announced, like, what, Christmas Day, like Christmas Eve, that he wasn't going to play? Yeah. Like, do you think this is a bigger loss than losing the running backs coach? Yes. Jer- Jer- you think it is? I think it is. Okay. I think it is because, you know, Rodney Garner, he can only do so much because he's only coaching the defensive line. Now, you're going to have to find somebody that's willing to go in and just want to play hard nosed football. Yeah. Because there's nothing I hate more than an arm tackle. Under Butch Jones and Jeremy Pruitt, I don't know why. And Jeremy Pruitt's the one that surprised me the most because he's a defensive guy. But I saw more arm tackles or attempted arm tackles with those two coaching staffs than I've ever seen. I'm just like, what happened to the days of wrapping up and tackling? And people want to use the excuse of, oh, well, the, you know, the rules are so, you know, this way or that way. Like if a player lowers his head, but you've already lowered your head, you're going to get called for targeting. Well, guess what? Just make the tackle. See, I mean, I'd rather give up 15 yards than to give up a touchdown. I can understand it to some point you teach it, but it's got to be on one player's mentality too. Like, hey, I'm going to tackle this guy. How many guys win it? I mean, Haddon lost his season because he went in with a shoulder and not wrap up the guy against Alabama. Yep. I mean, we saw what he did at Etienne. Everybody was pissed at him after that because he just casually tried to throw a shoulder in into him and, you know, like, you know. And then did a somersault. I was yeah. more mad about the somersault than I was anything. Yeah. That was stupid. Yeah, because – Obviously, I mean, you just come off the score, and then they come right back and bust you with a sixty-yard run. Yeah, when two people had a chance to tackling. But I agree. I mean, our especially our secondary, they need to work on their tackling. You know, our linebackers feel like tackle pretty well. Yeah, I mean, under this staff, they've done pretty well. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, I mean, our biggest worry right now is the secondary. And you know, the two coaches that you wanted gone, or you think would have been great 
coaching candidates elsewhere. I think that – Yeah, know, where's the teams coming after our secondary coach? <laughs> well, I was just saying, like – Because Heupel doesn't fire guys, right? That's his M.O. He, he's he's never he's, fired anybody. Well, and part of the thing, too – And is he promotes from within. Well, I, I think part of it, too, man, is the fact that Josh Heupel has never had to fire anybody. Like, he's really had no reason to. Well, yeah, because the defense has actually improved yeah. since he got here, mm-hmm. you know, with the D.C. and with Banks and stuff like that. So, you know, like it's – I don't know. It's just wild. You think if there's a drop-off next year in defense that Tim Banks might be on the hot It'll be interesting because you expect yeah. the offense to go up. For sure. A few notches again to where we were with Hooker, you hope. Right. You know, and so, you know – in over and you just don't know how actually good we, our defense would have been if they weren't on the field as much as they were, because Milton was just you'd, too many three and outs. I mean, at least get a first down, extend right. a drive a little bit. But you know, you you would have thought maybe he would have changed the offense a little bit, scale back how quick he goes, because that obviously contributed as well. Because if tempo you have some, is great, yeah. If it were, I mean, if you get at least one or two first yeah. downs, and we did go slower. I mean, there were times because half the time Milton. <laughs> Had a hard time dissecting the calls coming in and making adjustments, you know, you know. So I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, we were like thirtieth overall, and that's what we said going into the season. If you were in the top fifty or whatever, but you didn't expect to drop off offensively, but no. you were number one in the country. I mean, you gotta expect a little bit of a drop off. I mean, and but not as significant as it was. Well, I mean, it's inevitable that it will happen. Like, but you led the conference in rushing. You did, and that usually is a time eater, time waster, you know, and stuff. But you know. But and the offenses were good. We played against. So let's be honest too. I mean, some of them were good. You know. So, is anybody else? I don't know what's a good way to put this. I'm just really. I don't know something about this season. It's like, it feels like we should go ten and two. Yeah. It really feels like we should go ten and two. The door is open. Um, it's nice, yeah. But the door's been open, man. I mean, the door was open for 10-2 and two last year. Yeah, it's just always having Georgia sort of hanging above our head is scary. But now with this 12-team, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, if we win that game, we can easily still get in. And, yeah, Bama's weak. Um, got this weird conference I'm not going to get uh, – yeah, I don't want to get caught in the prisoner of the moment like I did last year, like after the bowl game, like you see Milton go beat Clemson. I'm like, oh, man. You know, I a minute I said twelve and zero. I was like, dang, with all the quarterbacks that were like that teams were losing out of the conference too. Like Bryce Young was gone, uh, Georgia's quarterback was gone, I think, or maybe not. Uh, but anyway, like I just, you know, I was prisoner of the moment, and boy, was I wrong. <laughs> and uh, so I, I guess I'm kind of in a wait and see mood. Like Nico's only played really one game, and it, he was great. I mean, but you know, there was some stuff he messed up on in that game too. Took six sacks, you know, like yeah. we weren't good on third down. So, uh, I will say, I think he was better at eluding the pocket, eluding pressure than, yeah, his awareness. Like people sure. always talked about his yeah. awareness and stuff, and he's more elusive and, you know, and things like that. So, well, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, th- I, th- I think 10 and 2 sounds, sounds about right right now. Yeah. At this moment. Now, and I don't think you're going to run into an instance, uh, you know, Waffle House, he got blown up there down in Alabama with that strip sack that ultimately gave Alabama the lead back. Yeah. You know, after at halftime, it seemed like, you know, we were about to just roll them. Like, but again, you missed a couple of chances in the red zone. You can you kick did. field goals. You did. But, you know, one of the things that stood out to me about Milton's awareness the most last year, mm-hmm. it's number one, it's, I mean, missing guys downfield is one deal. 
being afraid, or I don't know if he was afraid or if it was just designed for him to throw those short passes out between the numbers and the sideline. I don't know if that was the case or not. Mm-hmm. But the one thing, like you just mentioned, his awareness. Mm-hmm. Nico's awareness is a lot better. He's going to get out of the pocket. But Joe, and granted, you're not looking behind you. But that strip sack, Joe Milton never even moved. And you all know which play I'm talking about. Uh, against Bama? Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, he, that guy got on quick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing is, like, there's – you almost – in a situation like that, there's really nothing you can do. Yeah. You're not looking behind people. Oh, well, you can sense pressure. I'm like, okay, you might be able to sense pressure, but guess what? It's not just one guy that you're trying to sense. you got, you know, four guys on the defensive line, maybe another linebacker or two coming at you. So you got to be able to sense everything. Like, and that's so hard to do. I don't care who you are. I mean, I don't care if your name is Peyton Manning, Cam Newton, Tom Brady – Patrick Mahomes, Joe Milton, Nico Iamaliava, whoever. Like, there are so much that goes in to those three seconds in which you're in the pocket. It's like you got to make a decision in two to three seconds whether or not you're going to throw it from there, whether you're going to scramble out to the right, scramble out to the left, or if you're just going to tuck it and run. Like, there's so much that has to go through your mind in a three-second period. I mean, it's tough. And that's why, you know, some of the times I do feel bad for these quarterbacks. Because it's like they're doing what they're supposed to do, and people are getting on to them for it. Now, when you sit back in the pocket for six seconds, that's when I have a problem. Yeah, that's when I have an issue with it. But you should know within three seconds, because you got to make a decision in that time as to what you're going to do with the ball. Yeah, I mean, like I said, he got he got sacked six times. I don't think mm-hmm. all of them, you know. I think a lot of them were he held the ball too long. Now I always got a good defense. We've all said that, they but they had a guy, a couple, couple guys sitting out. We obviously had some offensive linemen out, but I mean, he did get sacked six times. Now, now I didn't think that we were going to put up thirty-five points on Iowa's defense. I, I did not think that. I thought we'd win the game like twenty to three or twenty to seven or something like that. Yeah, I mean, do you want Nico carrying the ball fifteen times? I'm just going back and looking at the stats: fifteen for twenty-seven and three TDs. If it gets not us a, the, if it gets the win, I'm all for it. No, he, he was definitely better in the red zone. Like he, oh, 100%. like you know, like especially in those short goal lines. Like how bad did we struggle once we got inside like the five yard line? You know, like it was terrible. It was aggravating, to say the least. It was very, very aggravating. Yeah, I'm excited to see his passing. He didn't have to do as much against Iowa with that. Um, and yeah, against these SEC teams, it'll be interesting to see how it translates. I'm yeah, and I'm glad we get that. What is it, Chattanooga to start the season? I think you know it's yeah, nice to have. State, it's nice yeah. to have that to actually start a season, not go like have a buffer game before or, we go play NC State. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I do think uh, they they need to move it to Thursday because I know NC State plays on Thursday before we play them. I think that's they should, a great point because I think they should move ours, and I'm sure Danny White is going to get that done. You know, I think didn't we move one a couple of years ago to a Thursday? Uh, Bowling Green got moved to a Thursday. And, you know, I mean, you I mean, don't want was, them having any advantage. Dude, I'm not going to lie. That was great. I love that game. Yeah. Now, granted, we didn't play our best game mm-hmm. that day, but just the environment. And Now, granted, it was the first game back from COVID. Yeah. Like, we'd had the COVID year the year before, in which was at 20% capacity. I actually went to the Missouri game that year. And with a fifth of the way full Neyland Stadium pumping in crowd noise, I was just in, just in social shock Right. the entire time <laughs> I was there. Like, I did not know what to think. Yeah. But then fast forward to the Bowling Green game, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, okay, like people are actually excited about Tennessee football again. Like this is actually happening. Yeah. 
So put it on a Thursday night. I agree. Put it on a Thursday night or a Friday night. I mean, it doesn't matter when you put the game. If it's UT football, people are going to show. And yeah. it. I just don't want to give NC State any extra advantage. That game's going to be tough. I mean, they're a top 25 team. Yeah, how cool it would be to come in like the immediately after. Like, we go to bed after watching Tennessee just shellac Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. We has a great game. And we get to come in that following Friday. James Pierce has like three sacks. The morning after <laughs> and do a damn radio show. That would be awesome. Stay with us. Coming up next, we're going to mark the tape with Brett Hollander. Stay with us. The G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. Ever been the coach who realized the team's gear? Back here on the G.I. Jake Show right here on Fan Run Radio. It's time to mark the tape with Brett Hollander. Brett, we're playing Would You Rather. Yeah, I totally forgot I was on the spot. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I, I guess I just pulled one up pretty quickly. Uh, we'll see if this one's any good. All right. Uh, would you rather be stuck in a romantic comedy with your worst enemy or in a horror movie with your best friend? A oh, horror movie with my best friend. We <laughs> yeah. want that thing. That sounds fun, actually, yeah. Uh, would you always... Would you rather always feel hungry or always feel tired? Oh, That's I'm hungry hard. right now and I'm hating it. And you're tired, right? A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. I didn't have any caffeine this morning, so I'm kind of kind of not on my game. So, uh, I think you'd always rather feel tired, I guess, right? Uh, I'd rather feel hungry. Cause you, no, because then you just keep you eating, feel right? like you, If you're hungry, you, you feel like the, you're going to pass out. No, but do you know the rage that you can create when you're hungry? But I get hangry. I just start doing things. Something needs lifted. Don't worry. I'll get it. I'll get it, guys. I'll get it. <laughs> I'd rather be hungry. I guess there is the whole thing with hangry, right? Yeah. You just become a monster. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else we got? Would you rather have a knife when you need a spoon or a spoon when you need a knife? <laughs> Hold on. Let's think about this. I'd rather have a <laughs> spoon when I need a knife. Because you got to think, you can at least mash a spoon down and eat with it. Yep. You, like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that to, would be impossible to eat, like a steak. How are you going to eat a steak? Buddy, if you can get it tender enough. I've seen people <laughs> cut the spoon. Yeah. Like, you can, you can pop, use the spoon to get the meat off the rib or the, off of a rib, uh, buddy, a good rib or whatever. Buddy, that or, steak that I had last night, she cooked them well. You can eat cereal with a knife too. Like, yeah, <laughs> get you one little right Cheerio one. Yeah, off, right. one little Frosted Flake. Dude, I've almost stabbed myself trying to eat with a knife before. <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm good on the knives. Yeah, I guess if your knives are all dirty and all you got in your little drawers is a spoon, you're like, dang man, you, you don't want to feel like cleaning the knife off. Oh yeah, and then you gotta go get a tetanus shot because you stabbed <laughs> yourself with a rusty knife. You usually got enough knives in your kitchen, like you'd be fine. But uh, let's see, uh, would you rather have? To use shrimp flavored toothpaste or deodorant that smells like cheese. <laughs> okay, so it's like shrimp flavored toothpaste. So you're gonna or your breath is gonna smell like you're gonna smell like seafood when you talk. But if you're sweating, you can also with taste that, that with too. that cheese smell. Ugh. So would you rather smell like cheese instead of onions, or would you rather have shrimp breath? I'd rather uh, I'd rather smell like cheese. Can I at least smell like gouda? I think I'm going to shrimp breath, and I'm just going to keep my distance from people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, 
let's see. Would you rather have 100 duck-sized elephants or one elephant-sized duck? Give me the duck-sized elephants. Yeah, I want small elephants. That's cool. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, wouldn't an it? Elephant. Could you imagine a elephant-sized duck, what it would do, like with those webbed feet? Like, elephants, they crush. Ducks, if they can fly, wherever they land, it's getting crushed. That Aflac duck does enough damage already, I mean. That it does. What else you got, Brett? Uh, would you rather a ding sound every time you wink or a pow-pow sign every time you make a finger gun? Oh, pow-pow. <laughs> yeah. Like you don't do that very often, right? Because yeah. I'm basically hearing a ding from my watch every time I That's blink true. anyway. That was, that was a I haven't figured one. out the sound with it. Uh, let's see. Would you rather spend the day wearing wet socks or with a popcorn kernel stuck in your teeth? I've had the popcorn kernel on my teeth. That's the most annoying thing it ever. Is. Like, because no, then your tongue starts to feel like there's oh. nothing worse than wet socks. I That's true. That That's true. What's worse, wet socks or wet jeans? I mean, like you didn't dry them long enough in the dryer or something, or yeah, that you get rained on. That is true. That's pretty bad. Both brutal. Wet socks is pretty because then your feet get cold. Your feet get cold. Yeah, that's you the worst blisters. feeling. God, the kernel though. You can't think about anything else until it's out of there. Yeah. That's brutal. Uh, let's see. Uh, would you rather be the cowboy riding the bull or the clown who distracts it? Uh, cowboy. Yeah, ride really? a bull. Man, that's Rodeo. that's scary to be on one of those bulls. I don't care. Uh. Would you let's see? Would you rather get one dollar every time you you? Would you rather get one dollar every time you compliment a stranger, or one hundred dollars every time you insult a stranger? Oh, give me a hundred dollars! <laughs> give me a hundred dollars every time I insult a stranger. Uh, yeah, that one's yeah. Hundred dollars I mean, over one dollar every day, right? I mean, I we basically do it on this show every that's, day. That's true. I mean, how many jobs did I belittle last week? Quite a few. <laughs> Uh, would you all would you always rather smell like garlic or where'd it go or a wet dog? At least garlic you somewhat smelled. I was gonna say I like, like garlic. Food. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Keep off vampires. Yeah, no joke. Uh, would you rather have every meal you eat for the rest of your life be too spicy or too sweet? Spicy. Yeah, spicy. I can't do sweet anymore, man, because if I have stuff that's too sweet, it starts to hurt my stomach. Uh, would you rather have horns or a tail? Give me horns. <laughs> yeah. Give me horns. Give me horns. Wow, okay. Ram you. Would you rather... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Pause. <laughs> yeah, right? Next question, Brett. Uh, <laughs> uh, would you rather wrestle a gorilla or two alligators? Uh, two alligators. You're dead either way. Yeah, I guess. No, you're not dead if you wrestle what? alligators. What? What? Two I'll, of them? I'll skin the things. I'll make boots out of them. How are you going to take on two? You. I look like Jawan you. Jennings. Those things are fast, dude. I don't care. I'm going to kill them. Crocodile Jake. Dang. It doesn't say you get a weapon. Well. Doesn't matter. You got well these are these a weapon? Your bare hands? Yeah. <laughs> Gouging my eyeballs out. They can't see me. Call me John Cena. 
Uh, would you rather have a Texas accent and live in New York or a New York accent and live in Texas? I hate a New York accent. Okay. <laughs> I, I, whatever the other one was, because I hate a New York accent. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Would you rather only speak in riddles or only speak in rhyme? What? I don't know. That one's kind of dumb. That one's dumb. Next question. Uh, let's see. Would you rather have a unibrow or no eyebrows at all? Uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? That's no eyebrows tough. is scary, though. Here, I got one for you. Okay. Would you rather live in a hotel room with Adam Hickman or Marcus Young for a week? Oh, gosh. See, I know I know Hickman. You've told stories about him and how cold he – or is it you like it? You like it cold, no, right? No, I, I like to be sweating. Okay. I would choose Hitman because I like the, the cold, the, you know. Okay, but then you have to deal with him snoring. There's going to be spit that. bottles all over the place. I don't know any stories of Marcus. I just, what I know of him. I just imagine Marcus. If I think he talks in his sleep. <laughs> so do you want someone to I'll, snore in their sleep or do you want like to, to talk I mean, in what do you, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think Marcus is like if you were to? I don't know, but I'm, I'm on an overnight trip. Well, tell you what, when we make it to the final four, you're rooming with uh, Marcus. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, um, I thought Marcus was gonna be with Bear, but no. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, I'm not kidding. When I went and spent a couple days in Nashville with Adam Hickman, that guy was so disgusting, so loud. And kept it so cold in this room. I swore that when we got back, I was going to the owner of the business and saying, if you send me anywhere else with him, I want my own room. I will not stay in a room with that creature ever again. That's brutal. I got a would you rather for you. What you got? Would you rather never live without LaCroix or Crystals? Oh. Hmm. Um. <laughs> Can I substitute the LaCroix for another seltzer? No. Some options are water or nasty soda. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Um, that's tough. It's like the food question again. Mm, that, that's that's tough. One. I got one for you, too, Brad. I'd rather do... Uh, what, LeBron or Jordan? I'd rather, I was going to say LeBron <laughs> or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'd rather do... It's LeBron. LeBron overall. I'd rather do without LaCroix. Man. Crystal's just too good. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's see. So I was wondering, you know, the season we've seen some NBA mock drafts. Uh, would you rather? Would you, would you draft Bronny James if it means you get LeBron? So let's say the Miami Heat are on because Bronny's not draft. He's not going to get drafted. I mean, he he wouldn't get drafted if, if it LeBron because LeBron's a free agent. Yeah. So like. Now, Lakers could get him, but Lakers don't have a first-round pick. But another team could be like, hey, LeBron, we're going to draft your son. You're a free agent. So, what you're saying is if the Miami Heat Because I think that's the only reason why LeBron's still in the league right now. Even though he's playing great. Like, he's top five still in the league, you know, but. If it meant that Miami Heat got LeBron James for one season, yes. 
That'd be deadly. Jimmy Braun, Bam. Tyler mm. Hero, Duncan Robinson. They still got them for a minute. Like, get the Pistons, the number one pick. But like, we're going to pick Brawny, no but we way. get LeBron. Could LeBron turn the team, the Pistons around? No. I think he could. No. We've seen it in Cleveland. Cleveland went from the number one pick to LeBron comes back. and They also had Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. But they were No, Kevin Love wasn't there yet, was he? Well, did he come back? I know Kyrie was there. I don't know if yeah. Kevin – Kevin Love might have come when LeBron came back to Cleveland. He did. But, like, Cleveland got – had the number one pick after he left twice because they took what's his name that Bennett guy worst pick ever yeah. and then they took Kyrie one year so it's an interesting question because it's going to happen like he's draft eligible so. I've heard it's supposed to be a weak draft too so like it is a, that, I mean, it, that may make it easier for people to draft Bronny in that case I mean like even the guys that are playing this year, like the rookies, like Wimbledon Yadama, who's another rookie. I guess Hawkes has done pretty good for Miami. But Brandon I, Miller's been great. Yeah, that's Scoot's true. been pretty solid. I haven't heard much from him. The of course. Thompson He's in twins have been have they really okay. good? Yeah. I mean, they we've got some young dudes cooking right now. I guess but like Chad. everybody, you look at the top of the draft this summer or next, yeah, it's all like these European guys. Well, the thing is, like everybody's going to be fighting for that number one pick for next year's class and the year after. The draft of 2025 and the draft of 2026, you're going to have guys fighting for that number one slot. Because yeah, Cooper Flag, yeah. Cooper Flag is going to be in that draft. Um, and then in the next one, you got the Boozer Twins. You got Koa Pete, who's also going to be very good. Are you worried about Cooper Flag going to college and then maybe he's not as advertised? I, I don't think I'm he's worried still about gonna it. He's still going to get drafted. Yeah, but like he's not a, maybe he's not a slam dunk number one, you know. But he should be. I mean, mock drafts. If you look ahead, he is. How tall is he again? Six foot nine. He should. He might even be six ten. Hey, is he better than Connect? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's saying something because you love Connect. I do. Uh, Cooper Flag is. He's fantastic. Cameron. You've been saying his name like Hickman was saying Connect. Well, the thing is, Adam Hickman's just spouting nonsense, saying that he's <laughs> the reason that Tennessee got got. He got might gone. be. You don't know. Adam Hickman is not the reason that Dalton <laughs> Connect came to Tennessee. Well, whoever it is, thank you. Yes. But, Connect, it's on you now. But, I mean, you look at other guys, Cameron Boozer, he's going to be great in the league. Uh, Koa Pete, this guy out of Arizona, he's going to be great. Come, I guess, he's going to get drafted in 2026, so you'll Who's see that him. that point guard that's like the second overall player behind flag right now in this class? Uh, Ace Bailey. There's another guy, a lefty. I can't remember his name. They're look both it. going to Rutgers. Like Ace Bailey and this guy are both going to Rutgers. Yeah, how'd Rutgers pull him? I have no idea. <laughs> like they have two <laughs> of the top. Oh, is it Dylan Harper? Dylan, Dylan Harper. Harper. That's yes. who it is. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah. But I mean, Rutgers, I don't know how in the world they got two of the top three recruits in the country. I think Dylan's older brother, Ron Harper Jr., mm. played at Rutgers. So that connection probably helped. But yeah. The fact they got Ace Bailey too is very nice. That's just uh that's nuts. And I, Rick Barnes had actually talked to Coa Pete at one point. He's gonna be he's gonna be really fun to watch. So watch out for him. Stay with us. Coming up next, we're gonna fill out the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker where we have the results from last night, as well as our picks for tonight. Stay with us. Final segment of the program coming up right here on Fan Run Radio.
Final segment of the program. It is time to fill out the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker presented by SM Athletics. Brett, let's kick it off with your bad beats. Uh, went two and three last night, I believe. Yes, the uh, updated records before we start. I am sitting at 24-14-1. Jack wow. is sitting at 22-11-1. Brett, you're sitting at 18-21. You're on the right track. Marcus, 11-18. Okay. This is not including the parlays that he makes. I'm going to keep on my soccer team. I'm at least going to get one game. I'm going to take uh, AC Milan today, money line. Uh, then I'm going to take um, the Grizzlies. They've been playing a little bit. Of, they've, been, they've been competitive. Uh, they're better. They're better. They get the Bucks at home. They're traveling. Bucks played last night. They may not. Have, their guys probably didn't play many minutes. They got blasted. But I'm going to take the Grizzlies plus eleven and a half. Uh, then I also take the Jazz plus two and a half at home versus the Warriors. And then I've got uh, two bets for one guy tonight. I'm going to take Jaron Jackson over 22.5 points and over 5.5 rebounds. How many points? Over 22.5 and, and over 5.5 and rebounds. Very, very solid. Jack, you're catching up to me. Yes, sir, I'm trying. Got a, I had that 5-0 and o on Monday, but just a couple of 3-2s. and twos. I need to get back on my 5-0. and o. <laughs> Wait a I need to update. I need to update your record. You're not 22, 11, and one. You're, I thought those numbers were a little. Off. You're 25, 13. I thought you were trying to catch him. One. Wait, am I winning? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, you're, you're like a, a game up, right? Yeah. All essentially, right. half game. Just gotta stay ahead of you then. All right. Um. Well, I got under 30 and a half points for Giannis. Um, hoping they can take care of the Grizzlies and he doesn't play some fourth quarter. Um, I got over 16 and a half for Clay Thompson. He had a horrible foul at the end of last night's game um, and just a terrible game in general. I think he had 12 points on one of nine shooting from three. Hopefully he can get himself a get-right game. Um, also have under 14.5 for DeAndre Ayton. Uh, he's going up, up against the Timberwolves of Rudy Gobert and mm-hmm. Tower Carl Towns. Yeah. So hoping he struggles. Got over 24.5 for Dame. He's been honestly pretty underwhelming this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so Glad we didn't get him in Miami. Got a little bit more of a spotlight on him. Yeah. I guess, yeah. Um, yeah of course, Giannis. Giannis, right. too. I mean, well, true. That's the weird thing is that Giannis you is still like an MVP better, yeah. candidate. Yeah. Um, still doing his thing. Right. Um, and then I got under 29.5 for Steph. He has been – on fire the past four games, hitting seven plus threes in all four, which is the first time in mm-hmm. history that's ever been done. Think he'll cool down a little bit. Um, and yeah. All right, I'm gonna rock with Minnesota at plus sixteen and a half against Purdue. Minnesota is one of the best teams in the country at covering the spread. So make note of that. St. Mary's minus eighteen and a half against Pepperdine. St. Mary's they just do St. Mary's things. Yeah. They've pretty much taken over that top spot over Gonzaga. And they're doing exactly what Gonzaga used to do. Mm-hmm. Rutgers, minus four and a half against Northwestern. We all know what Rutgers loves to do against the spread. I'm going to take Old Dominion money line tonight against Louisiana. Why? I don't know. It just seemed <laughs> interesting. So I was like, oh, let's take this. And then I'm going to take. like a Marcus. And you took the U- or, yeah, you took the Utah Jazz spread at plus two and a half tonight, Brett. I'm going to take the Utah Jazz money line at mm. plus 108. That is the G.I. Jake Show betting tracker presented by SM Athletics. You need customization done, whether that be your team or your business. Top-notch quality, top-notch customization. Always great customer 
service. I guess we owe you a shout out for you picked that Owen twenty seven team, didn't you? Owen twenty six, Saint uh Detroit Mercy. That wow. was wild. One guy Did and they see won the by court, right? the, the guy rushed the court, man. The one fan. The one fan. Somebody said think he'd probably find him. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Didn't Detroit Mercy have, like, the guy that was trying to become the all-time leading scorer or something yes. last year? They played, like, six years of basketball, and they were mad that it didn't make the, what was it, the CIT? Uh, well, yeah, because yeah, they, they, he basically would have done it in one more game. Yeah. Like, he came up he was, just short in his last game. Well, the thing is, like, he it took him six years to do it. It took Pistol Pete three. And he did without three-pointers, right? Yes. Like, there's people that swear up and down that if Pistol Pete played today, he might actually average about 50 a game. Uh, just real quick, uh, Danny White retweeted somebody with an answer to this, but somebody was basically asking for a bigger atmosphere for the orange and white game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we needed to create a big atmosphere outside the stadium, jumbotron, tailgating, player connection before and after the game, give the people the hype they want for Nico and company. Danny White retweeted – or answered him, said we're on at pre- and post-game concerts in Lot 9 and big screens to watch the spring game as well as the baseball game later that evening. We wish we could host more in Neyland, but unfortunately it's the cost of progress. Still plenty of opportunity for tailgating music, football, baseball, and Big Orange Fellowship. Looking forward to a fun day on Rocky Top. Oh, there you have it. So it should be a fun day. I think we play LSU that weekend in baseball. I think you're right. So that's a huge weekend right there. Absolutely. You guys want to have any other discussions about what companies I might hate or products I love and companies that I hate? Got a lot of traction on that the other day. I feel like we covered a lot of them. Let me think. That you hate yeah. or that other people have? That I hate. Um, Gosh, you have a lot of hate out there. How do you feel about Spectrum? The internet company? Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the best company that I've worked to up to this point. Wow. Yeah. No hate. I mean, they they were, as far as an employer, they were fantastic. Mm. My employer now is probably my favorite. Just because you know, I get to get to mess around with the uniforms. Right. Mess around with apparel, get to play with designs, stuff that I love to do. Been messing around with the uniforms, like on the little design things ever since I was a kid. So I love doing it. I absolutely love it. What did you make of the Daytona 500 uh, qualifying or the I guess they qualified last night, right? Uh, that was, uh, or was for the poll. That was or for whatever the poll. you call it. Yeah. yeah. So the way that works is you have qualifying to decide who sits on the poll, and then from what I read, it was shocking that Hendrick didn't get the top spots, right? They've, they, had they, it they've for dominated. The last few years. Yeah. But um, I mean, the thing is, it's like in races like that, you know, in super speedways, you always put your money on a blue oval. Mm-hmm. Blue okay. oval means Ford. Oh. Yeah. So. The way that works is they're going to have the duels. Neither of you have probably ever heard of the Gatorade duel or what used to be the Gatorade duel. Now it's the blue-green Vegas. That's what they had to do, like, smaller races, right? Like 25 cars or something? So, essentially what it is is if you, if you qualified in qualifying uh-huh. an odd number, um, you're racing against all the other guys that had an odd number, and that determines where you're going to start on the inside row. If you qualified on an even number, you're racing to see how you're going to line up on the outside row. Okay. So, really, the qualifying is just to decide the top two spots. So, so from one and two are set, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Do they even race the duels then? Uh, they, they or do, do they give the option to them? No, they have to race it, but they kind of just lay back and 
Avoid. Try to they don't want to get their car jacked up, well, right? I mean, well, and that's the thing is like there's going to be cars that are destroyed in this thing, and I mean you could have somebody, and the dual races are short. Yeah, like yeah. they're over in an hour, an hour and a half, right? Yeah, how many laps is it? Like twenty five? Uh, it's like fifty. Fifty. Yeah. No. But I mean, when you look at it from that perspective, you have to make a decision in that car really quick. Mm-hmm. Are you going to go for it all? Are you going to try to get that, you know, second row starting spot or that third row starting spot? Yeah. And run the risk of tearing up your car? Or if you're running up front. They get some money for winning this stuff? No, th- there's no payout for this. Oh, okay. But, I mean, it's all about the Daytona 500, which yeah. I still think has the biggest purse. As it should, right? It should. And, I mean, the only thing that I don't like about the Daytona 500 is we call it the Super Bowl of NASCAR. Mm-hmm. But it's the first race of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the only qualm that I have with the 500. But you know, with the duels, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see like who's gonna make that move, like who's gonna run the risk of destroying their car and having to start in the back of the dates on a 500. Which isn't a terrible thing. It's easy to get up back up in there, isn't it? If you've got the equipment, fast, yeah. Like there's certain teams they just have better equipment, and that's the thing with the Cup Series. A lot of these teams they just have better equipment than the yeah, other teams. Yeah. You know, Hendrick Motorsports is going to be up there. And I feel like teams and come into play more so in this than any other of the races. Like, in this type of race, well, right? Really, like, it's manufacturers. Yeah. Like, the Toyotas are going Fords to drive work with Toyotas. With Fords and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Well, and that's how it works is because, you know, these cars, they have a certain way of lining up with each other. Like, if you look at the Chevrolet, one of the problems they had when they switched from the Chevrolet SS to, what is their drive now? The Camaro. Like, when they made that switch, what does the Chevrolet have? on a Camaro, on the regular car that you buy from the dealership. It's got a pointed nose, right? Mm. So guess what it was harder to do in races like these? It was harder to draft because you got that pointed nose. It's like you could wiggle the car one way, and you're sending the person in front of you, you know, into the grass or into the wall. Interesting. That's why the Fords have done pretty well. It's because they've got a flat front on those Mustangs. Yeah. So they're just able to push and push and keep on pushing. Toyota, kind of the same way. You know, it's still routed. But you can at least get behind somebody and bump draft if you need to. You got a favorite racer of all time? Favorite racer of all time is Jeff Gordon. Yeah. Jeff Gordon's the guy I grew up with. I had um, a NASCAR video game. Those were fun, too. PS3. Those were really fun. That's what got me into it, actually. I like the cars. I like the colors. Except when you get the Dale Jr. Budweiser car, it was never the Budweiser car in the game. It was just Dale. Uh, yeah. I wasn't very good. I was full throttle, smashing the walls, and just keep going. <laughs> you try and drive like you see and like you're supposed to, and you know they gave you the little line you're supposed to follow sometimes on some of the games. Yeah, it was obviously I was bigger at the better at the like a Daytona. Well, yeah, you know, but no those, breaks, man. Yeah, <laughs> you just and your thumbs start hurting. <laughs> yeah, thumbs start hurting. It's all bad, man. Yeah, it's just all and then you try and race Bristol or somewhere, Martinsville, like one of those like. So Bristol's actually gee. easier because you can actually go no brakes at Bristol. You just got to know when not to hit the th- hit the throttle. Yeah, that's true. Like when I'm racing street stock it's on like, I racing or truck series, you just you got to know when to let off the throttle because you can actually come out of the corner at a really high rate and pass everybody up. Now, granted, they're going to beat you into that next corner, but then you're going to blow by them because they're having to hit their brakes. Meanwhile, you're already on the gas. Right. I'd always try and make a Lightning McQueen car. <laughs> nice. Just make it all red. 
So you guys ready to bet on the Daytona 500 tomorrow? Might as well. I mean, heck, I mean. Here's your homework for tonight, Jack. Yeah. Brett. Wonderlick test? No, we're not doing the Wonderlick test yet. We're going to wait until Marcus gets back to do the Wonderlick test. But what we're going to do is we're going to place our bets on the Daytona 500. I want you to do research. How many cars do we need to pick? Uh, Two? We're going to pick two. We're going to pick two. It's going to be fun. I suggest a blue oval. Ford. Yes. Stuart Haas yeah, Racing. How many? Roush Fenway. There's a lot of Fords. I mean, how many? There's three main teams that you need to look. Well, four. Uh, front row racing with Michael McDowell. Um, Roush Hendrick. Fenway. Keselowski. Uh, no, Hendricks is Chevrolet. Oh. Um, but they're good at Daytona. They're good at Daytona. They can never win. Like Carl Larson's really good, isn't he? He is, but he'll he'll never win Daytona. Oh. I saw he qualified good. Yeah. Qualifying good and racing good is completely different things. Mm -hmm. That's going to do it for us. Thank you, Jack. Thank you, Brett. Something else known as the herd with Colin Cowherd coming up next right here on Fan Run Radio. Are you tired?